It's time to go to that next level, man. I've been so excited and grateful to the most high. Yes, sir. Hello there, hello world. It is Cosign. Now let me give you the whole government. Marcos Enrique Palacios, aka Cosign. And welcome to another episode of the Truth Serum Podcast. And this episode specifically is called Changed. Um, we're going to get into some deep, deep shit today. Sure. Because, <laughs> you know, this is probably the most meaningful and personal record on the Truth Serum album. And so uh, it is only right that I have people that are near and dear to my heart, you know, my cousin. And then, of course, this is, you know, an industry brother, not an industry brother, but a brother I met in the industry that has now become family and been like, you know, really a big brother, mentor, uh, KP. Uh, so, Cameron you know, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's really a big deal. This brother, if you're, if you're not familiar, if you live in the basement of Under a Rock and you don't know about this. Actually, I'm not a celebrity at all. It's funny, like, it's, uh, so actually, it's easy not to know none of this shit. But go ahead. People sitting there looking like, oh my God, oh my God. What yeah, you live in the basement of Under a Rock. If you don't know about this ATL wow. legend, KP, Dungeon Family is in the building. This man is Grammy Award winning and also owns a 96 Impala. You know what I mean? Do. I'm very proud of that, by the way. Man, look, I'm just trying to really just pour water into the real nigga cup so that it's real nigga alert. Con- you know what I'm saying? Context right clues is what they call it. Right at that moment, somebody was watching this podcast and was doing something else and then heard the Impala and sat up straight. Because they know about that fraternity. Yeah, so buddy got an Impala and a Grammy. That's <laughs> got it. Mm-hmm. From the A, got the Impala, got the Grammy, and he in this thing, man. For real. So I appreciate you pulling up. Hey, man. Thanks for asking me to come. Yes, sir. This and then excellent. we have uh, young Cuzzo, Antonica Johnson. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Does he speak Panamanian Tony. Also? Mm, a little bit of Panamanian. That's tight. Spanish, <laughs> a little English. That's what's up. You know? because, because I feel like this is how I've been able to manage and keep my mind this time by having this constant blend of industry family and family family. Family family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people that, that knew my mama before, I knew my mama. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Uh, Facts. That's tight. And so um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Tony, for coming all the way from good old Memphis, Tennessee to sunny California. Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell it all. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, this is the, the one time you get a pass. Can't to talk wait. shit <laughs> about your goddamn cousin. Uh, you know, stay away from the stories as far as changing my diaper. That's a little Going to tell them all. Going to tell them all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, let, but let's get into it. Um, I want to start with you, KP, because you just had the, um, the, uh, the, the time to uh, watch the, the film yes. that came out with my album truth serum you watched the truth serum ep film mm-hmm. and so i'm just curious as to some of your your initial reactions from watching uh the the film i mean I'm, i want to give it away as far as the demon girls i, I see you, you already did you just did that no, <laughs> no i mean I, I, I think i could talk around it um, 
No, I mean it was it was first of all it was shot it was great. It was shot mm-hmm. extremely well. Like Shout out to Noise. What's up Noise? Mm-hmm. Um, in your building. Beautiful. I mean I mean that not in a like a condescending way. I mean in like a like quality like it you know it it rivals some of your favorite TV shows or movies. Like it mm-hmm. felt it it didn't feel like yo man I shot this movie right quick. Mm-hmm. It felt, it mm-hmm. was casted. It was wardrobe. It was it was propped. Like mm-hmm. Even got a car out of it. That was crazy. Right, right. Like, yeah, y'all should see this. Like, it's Demon Girls. A girl gave <laughs> him a car. That's crazy. The like, Demon that's, Girls. Yeah. And these are two different sets of girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. It's like, that's like real trailer. Somebody somebody definitely is pausing this <laughs> to go watch the movie, then they're going to come yeah, back. It's called True Serum. And finish watching it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tony Cuzzo, like, you knowing me from, from young diaper stage to seeing my first uh, EP film. Mm-hmm. What did you experience? What were you feeling watching your little cousin get active? Um, I definitely had a lot of moments of, I saw Marcos. Mm-hmm. I saw Cosign. Mm-hmm. I saw Enrique Dragon. Like I saw little pieces. Something as simple as, you know, the way you hold your face. Mm-hmm. Or um, the way your body is positioned in the shot. Like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool to see the artist and the cousin on screen. I loved mm-hmm. it. What's That's the biggest up. difference between... Uh, watch how I take this over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, so what's the biggest difference between... Here we go. Here we go. ...and Marcos? Um, mm. So, uh, Cosine is a, a performer. Cosine um, does things to get particular reactions. Um, Marcos is naturally funny. He is um, really, really personable, but is very natural. When he's co-signed, it's very calculated. The shades. All the time. Like, who take those damn sunglasses <laughs> off? We in the house. Why? <laughs> we in the house. Why? I don't understand how I got surrounded by everybody that hates sunglasses, but... I mean, sunglasses are cool in the sun. In <laughs> the sun. Nine o'clock at night. But when I got them on indoors all the time. Yeah. Like, unless some shits is like solar panels <laughs> and you doing some work with them, I don't know. Not one prescription in them. Oh. Need a prescription. That's Ain't fair. Need. That's fair. So those are the differences. And, mm-hmm. and who is Enrique mm-hmm. Dragon? He crazy. <laughs> yeah, Enrique Dragon wild. is the dude I had to come come see in L.A. Mm. and see if I could find Marcos and bring him on back he to the house. Marcos. Boy, have mercy. That dude. Uh, so, <clears throat> again, this is Enrique episode. Enrique Dragon is a, is a real Listen. strong name for another personality. <laughs> that is, it's that, so accurate, though. Yeah. <laughs> so accurate. That is pure, I don't give a fuck land. Mm. Yeah. It's just, I don't give a fuck land. Yeah, with wings. <laughs> <laughs> so, with Game of Thrones, Dragon. Yeah, that's wings. all I was thinking. Oh, like, <laughs> Bruh. Oh, God. Um, but Flying this, over this, LA. This, this is episode changed. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about that uh, 2015 moment. And my family, this is what it felt like, KP. It felt like I was in a baseball game and I was pitching. And I was having a pretty bad game. And my family walked to the mound like the coach do. <laughs> yeah. With the pitchers just out there throwing the whole shit away. And they say, uh, okay, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Hand me the ball. Yeah. Hey, have a seat. We'll, we got it. And uh, that's really what my family did. And I went back to, I moved back to Chicago. All my stuff is in storage. I had what I thought was 
the bachelor pad of the year. Like, I never seen a more player spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's always like that in your head. I had an 80 inch. <laughs> in a, in a, in a, look, I had an 80 inch. Like, I had a really big room. You know, it ain't no square feet in LA. Uh-huh. So my eyes was hurting because of how close I was to this big ass TV in this room. It was 80. You know what I'm saying? But it was 80, though. It was like coming to America, just some ridiculous in the living room. Yeah, was, nah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the sauna. But everything, everything had to go in storage, and I had to go back to Chicago. And, again, it was really one of the best things that ever happened to me because it was the much-needed L.A. detox mm-hmm. um, that saved my life. You know what I mean? And a lot of people really don't know about this moment. They don't know about the L.A. detox moment. And it's kind of wild. You know, yeah, Everybody who moved to L.A. and stayed a little bit knows about it, though. Mm. And knows about it. Please, please speak on what the city can do to you if you're not all the way grounded. Well, if you're not all the way grounded, you come to L.A., it's a city full of, you know, like, mainly actors. Mm. Like, people come here to be something else. Mm. So mm. if you don't know who you are already, it's like you're easily, you can fall into, oh, that's what we're doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Big facts. Big facts. Tony and your, and your short stint of coming back to L.A., because you... You haven't been here as long as us, so I feel like you can probably see it a lot clearer, you know, being that you just kind of tap in and see it and get out. Mm-hmm. What's your take on the L.A. or the Hollywood scene, I should say? Um, It's just a lot of pretending, a lot of pretending and a lot of enabling. A lot mm-hmm. of people, like you said, wanting to be something else and a lot of people around them hyping it up, like saying, yeah, you could be that if you want to be or no, you're not who you really are or... Um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fake and phony. <laughs> and, um, I, I can see how it's not hard at all to get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question to you is, and I really don't want to know the answer to this question. Can't but wait. Can't wait. I'm just about to walk into the shit. Fuck. When did you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that your cousin needed a timeout. Like when... And I'm, and I'm, you know, I feel like everybody, my sister, you got two, you got all these different characters mm-hmm. that were around, but specifically 2014 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do feel like you were on the campaign of Marcos go your ass home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you were on that team. I know until mm. Linda flew out. I feel like. How you think she got here? Okay. Okay. So you, <laughs> so you started the team as far as. So this is my version of events. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Names will be changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> no. Um, so, two called me and said, you need to come come take a look at your boy. He out here, he's wilding. This is not my brother. And he had never called me and said anything like that. You know, y'all have your little tiffs and your fights, and I might get a, a call from one side or the other. Um, and so I called you. Like, yo, what's going on? And talking to you on the phone... I said, what the hell is going on? Like, it was just real erratic. It was very disorganized. Just, you know, a whole lot of... Ad-libs. Man, it was Yeah, shit. I mean, just... (laughs) What? It was so bad (laughs) that I hung up the phone and booked the flight. I said, I need to go look at him. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't seen you in a couple Mm -hmm. years either. We had been talking on the phone, but I hadn't seen you. And I said, this seems bad. Let me go look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you picked me up from the airport, and when I looked into your eyes, I was like, "Oh shit, it's bad. Mm. It's bad. This boy's crazy." 
And we got back to your place from the airport and we walked in the door. It was just random people in your house. And I was like, hey, yo, who's that? you like, I don't know. Walk up, <laughs> walk up another flight of stairs. Hey, who, is, who is that? Do, do these people stay here? Uh, I think that's, uh, Matt, who is this? I don't know. Come on. Walked up another flight of stairs. Because it had like, what, three, four levels. We got to the roof. And there's some more people sitting on the roof. And you're like, yeah, this is the guy I wanted to introduce you to. And you couldn't remember his name. Shit. And so Shit. we had this whole, like, 15-minute conversation with this dude who you don't know his name, but you're very excited for me to meet him. And then gone, gone. And I was like, okay, that's it, buddy. <laughs> so I walked back down <laughs> the flights of stairs and cleaned house. I was like, hey, you got to go. Get out of here. I don't know who you are. Leave. Hey, Man, who I are wish you? y'all had production to make the cartoon that's happening Man. in my head in the story. <laughs> it was just like that. It was just oh, like gosh. that. It's like a tornado going downstairs. I mean, like, it was, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Some dude told me he lived there. I was like, I don't care. Get out. I don't know Shit. you. Get out. And um, show, me a, show me a bill. I, I didn't even ask. Right. Get out. I don't know you. Bye. Right. <laughs> I, knew, I knew certain people by name. They got to stay. Matt got to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was like, yo, this is bad. So then we just spent some time together for like two days. And I was like, maybe he detox a little bit. He just gone right now. He just need a little minute. So on day two, I said, I'm going to call all my aunties because he need to go his ass back to Chicago today. And they got on a flight. <laughs> they were out there on day three of my visit. We packed it up on I days I four was, and five. I was so mad. So that, mad. That Auntie Linda came to my doorstep without calling first. What? I'm like, who even told you? How do you even... And I think it might have even been just some embarrassment too. Like, so I, I I need to go home. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. Sheesh. Yeah, it was a time. Is that like getting your name called at the skating rink? Like your mom and them here? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yo, it was so bad. Cosine, your mom and them here. <laughs> it literally was that. Your ride here, Cosine. <laughs> 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 but you don't want to go home. Then they turn the music off too. Right, ah. No, cosign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's your mom and your aunt. No, no. Hey, excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry. This nigga won't get off the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely was the the moment of uh, embarrassment, and it's crazy because when I got back to Chicago. I remember going to my auntie's house, walking in the backyard, and just crying. But like the sob cry, cause I knew I fucked up. You know, you know you fuck, you know you fucked up, right? Mm. Yeah. Like I knew as I was walking around the grass, like this shit might be over, and it's all my fault. You know what I'm saying? And it was just one of them hard ass, ugly cries. And it was a moment where I knew. My mama wasn't proud. You know how sometimes mm, yeah. you wonder, like, I wonder if she proud. I like, didn't have to what, wonder. What right can here. she almost like? She can say something to make this look cool. <laughs> it was nothing. Can yeah, my be. baby just, you know, he's, you know, he's just enjoying himself a little bit. <laughs> it was past Mm-mm. all of that, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, and yeah, it, it's crazy because even to this day, like looking at old interviews, certain like old speeches, Kate. The litness of it, or Oof. like, what was it like? What it's, about it? It's like, I damn near was James Brown a little bit. Like, 
<laughs> I'm looking at it, and not like, and like in a good, but then like James Brown when James Brown was like the Ted Turner. The, um, Ooh, mm. yeah. well, yeah, Ted. Yeah, hurts it, to watch a little. It was that. Yeah, it was so, that. Well, okay, but okay, so but there has to be like a point in that, right? So what was? How long were you back in Chicago before you realized it was like it was like a nine month nine month period and it's crazy because like it and i and I, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that has actually been in like real war and overseas and you know it serves in you know the military but it felt like i came home from spiritual warfare it felt like i had just escaped you know what i'm saying i damn near had ptsd mm-hmm. and was like i wasn't sleeping a lot that was really like the main thing like i just mm-hmm. I, I had anxiety, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I was not sleeping. I did not sleep. And so being at home in my aunt's house, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, my cousin would kind of just hear me moving around. My cousin Laka, shout out to my cousin Laka. Hey, Laka. And I want to say <laughs> her guy was like maybe taking a psychology class or she might have been taking a psychology class or something. But she definitely was my therapist when I came home and she would just cook for me late at night sit at the table and be like, what did they do to you, baby? <laughs> like, just tell me, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You understand. It's like, I was out there, I was doing my best, that little late night goddamn, the ugly. Yeah. And you know, and I probably should have did <clears throat> more of that when I lost my mom in 2003. Mm-hmm. There you go. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, that young responsibility, you know what I'm saying? Thought process. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in college, all my friends are living life, right? These are some of the brokest times of life, but some of the funnest. I know that ain't the word, but funnest times of life. Yeah, you learned it in college. <laughs> Bruh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm sitting here with a full inheritance and a broken heart. And at the cemetery, not able to shake it, like mm-hmm. not able to shake it. Then even coming out here with a lot of people you know, don't know about is our artist, my, my first artist, Aaron Michael Cox, passed away at 22 years old of testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. 22. We just about to sign him to Columbia Records right after Adele. They're like, oh, this is our male Adele. Oh, this is this is great. You know what I mean? And got him as Pub Dilla Universal. We were in London working on Rihanna, uh, working on Rihanna album and got the call. Two weeks later, kid's gone. And he passed away in the Sherman Oaks Hospital, literally a couple blocks from the studio. Mm-hmm. And right after that, my brother had a double lung transplant. So it's like, I got to be finna die next. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mama, my artist slash, you know, best friend, my brother, you know, from another mother that I grew up. Of course I'm going to die next. It's a you lot. know what I mean? And so this, like, anxiety and this urgency that I got to put out a platinum song right away because I'm finna die soon. And people are like... All of the scenarios in my mind just had me somewhere else. Mm. You know what I mean? And that time out of just being around family that was like, well, we don't even care about your music career, actually. Mm -hmm. We just happy to have you at the house. Was just like, sheesh. (laughs) Mm. It felt like it was like, ooh. Mm. You know, Mm. the the, the funny shit is like, I think my, what I thought was, rock bottom kind of for me was when I used to work at Sony Records at Sony Music um, I was EVP of like urban music mm-hmm. and I was like on right mm-hmm. financially all the things that you think you want when you get in the music business to get a job and all this shit right my mom made it yeah mm, my mom made 1000%. it 1000% and 
but then I realized the farther you get up, the farther you get away mm. from things that you can get away from the ground. Mm-hmm. So you start realizing, um, so like, so I got fired, right? And like about 70% of the people I knew and thought I was cool with evaporated, like on mm. some real Thanos. Evaporated. They were gone. And the Evaporate. Yeah, it was <laughs> the word. Bro. Yeah, and I was just like, oh shit. And, and at first I was like, man, am I whack now? Mm. And I, rem- I remember that moment You're of talking through all my feelings yeah, right there. Like, oh man, I'm about to be whack. I ain't never gonna be able to come back because like, and, but literally, my 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 actually my son said he's like, "What that? I'm glad you're here." Mm. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And it started the spiral of thought process into, "Oh shit, I actually have time back." Because mm. all the time I was spending, like, yeah, yeah, what's up, what's up? The random conversations, mm-hmm. the random travel time, the places you didn't want to go and want to be, <laughs> the mm-hmm. amount of time you give away, right? Like that time got put back in. The mm. son was like, about. "We get to hang out." Yeah, right? like, I fuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, and, and it made my crew stronger. Like my actual mm. kid, my kids, like mm. my crew got really strong. Mm. And I realized how much there was a moment where I realized, okay, a lot of the things I thought I wanted, you don't need. They're just things that people said are cool to have, Ooh. but don't really apply to you. They're Say not applicable that. to your life and what you think you want. I mean, what you actually want and your purpose. That's so heavy. Mm. I, 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 I literally, it's crazy because that time in Sunday service, man, I never forget the day Ye, we was writing this song and then Ye came up to me and was like, man, when the last time somebody ever just called you and said, we have everything we need? Hey, fam. Hey. <laughs> hey, we got it. You good? We, hey, we, like, when, and I was like, damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think ever, ever in life, at mm-hmm. least today, listening, like, and that's really to the point of what you're saying as far as, like, damn, yo, like, we really, like, I felt like a hoarder, especially, like, mm-hmm. not even getting the opportunity to pack up my apartment. It was so bad <laughs> that they was like, oh, no, 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 we already hired movers and Done. they're going to pack yo. You just need to. Yeah, you just carry your ass. Man, carry your ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't even got to put clothes in the back. Yeah. We got you. We got you. And I remember, like, even like my wardrobe when I got home was so weak because I ain't really get a chance. <laughs> yeah, you didn't put the thing together. <laughs> I ain't really get a chance to get the basics aligned. So I'm sitting here going out looking like, oh man. Oh, you doing the high low thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's tight. <laughs> And it's so much growth in these moments, man. There's so much growth in these moments. So, Tony, mm. you didn't got on this plane. Mm-hmm. You didn't came all the way out. We have our debut album out. Woo-hoo. We got our EP film out. Mm-hmm. We have a, a show that we can't say the network that's coming out later this year that people don't know about and a movie that we can't talk about. Whew. A lot going on. So much secretive shit. Man, I yeah. <laughs> I done made that mistake. I done made that mistake. One of the best. Uh, man, I wonder if I, I wonder if she'd be mad. I, I, I'm not going to say her name, but I'm thinking about one of the, the most legendary industry cuss outs that I got <coughs> for talking about birthday cake before it came out. I wonder who it's about. I mean, we cool to this day. I don't think she'd no, be mad. Saying, like, let's not. Let's just cake. not. Just, I was like, let's just not. Is a is a, okay. a Def Jam and R. What? That <laughs> too late. Saw and look, I didn't even say nothing on the carpet, but I still was just in the ballpark of uh, it. The popping was like it was like vague popping. Fam, because how can you not? <laughs> how can you hold? I remember being in. How can you hold? <laughs> how can you hold this? 
It's Greystone. I'm, I'm going to give you the whole scene. It's Greystone. We in mm. L.A. I see my dog, Chris Anacute. Uh, Shout out, Chris Anacute. And I hear on the mic, shout out to Rihanna in the building. Riri in this thing. Greystone, what's up, L.A.? And I said, oh, my gosh, she's here. Birthday cake is going nuts right now. And I have never met her. Mm. So mm. I say, Chris, you Rihanna's it. here. Please. Say, oh, you ain't never met her? Follow me. Uh-oh. I said, Whoa. Man, I, wish, I, wish, I wish I could produce this shit out of my head. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. I follow Chris. Go to the VIP section. He says, Yo, Rihanna, Rihanna, come here. I got, I got co-sign here for you to meet. She hops up a little fast, bro, and scurries. She says, wait, wait, wait. The interns? I've been dying to meet you. I said, oh, my God. I could die in your arms yeah, tonight. Shit got, you, got, you, got, you got backlit. She <laughs> got backlit. It bro. was like. <laughs> and so it's a moment. I yeah. lean in for the hug, and I hear the flashes. So I, I instantly just picture myself. On media takeout the next day as her new boyfriend, which is fine. Oh for my you god! At, at this moment, I'm saying this <laughs> yeah. is perfect. So let me hold on and Oof. really Oof. make sure she, so that this camera flash, 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 flash. Please, please, media takeout. This is it. This is it. I'm her new boyfriend. And, and although that, I'm not, the hot, the heat is gonna come from this is gonna make me somebody's new boyfriend. This is all oh I needed god. was to be hugging on Rihanna and Greystone, man. Then she says, "I want to put out the remix to Birthday Cake." And don't tell anyone, but mm. I think I'm gonna put Chris Brown on it. And you like oh. could not wait. That's it. I just went home and started packing up shit. I just started putting <laughs> like, shit in boxes. I need more room because this shit is not gonna look good with my Chris Brown ass remix as Rihanna birthday cake. Clearly, I need more square feet, and that's and another furniture. reason why, why I went left, KP. Uh, every as soon as I heard that, I just started thinking about shit to buy and move. Yeah, <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. This is ridiculous. As I'm taking myself back to that, I'm like, I, I really went home and just started packing up shit. Like, that's it. Yeah. kind of nigga have this kind of shit around the house when you got a fucking remix with? About to go to the moon tomorrow. Bitch. I can't even. I'm sorry. Oh, my name? God. Right. 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 It's, I definitely changed my phone number. Oh. Changed my number right away. That's it. You niggas can't just call me anytime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got to think. I got to need a birthday cake remix <laughs> number. Uh, <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Oh man! So but yeah, these BB, are... that's like BBC, the poor birthday cake. Wait, what are you talking about? You talking about cosign BBC? BBC? Oh, okay, because you know what it is. Thinking about goals, right? What was my? What were my goals early on? I wanted the song in the club mm-hmm. that they played when the actual closer DJ got up at about 1 o'clock in the morning uh, so, and yeah. they started bringing the bottles out, I wanted my song at that yeah, that's time. That's why I sound like... There you go. Bruh. <laughs> it sound like like, like the, the candles and the sparklers. That's I literally, what birthday cake sound like to me in my head. Man, and, and look, ass and birthday cake are the same tempo. I know. So by that, by that year, DJs was going back to back and it was like I owned a good... Nine minutes in the club at prime time, peak hour, like peak time. Though, where I just tried to act like I wasn't even noticing that my song was on. It was just like my song, <laughs> song was on. <laughs> wait, which y'all? So we often go after this. Oh wait, they playing that? No. Oh y'all crazy? <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Man, chill out. <laughs> 
No, it damn well. I probably been ready to go, but it's like you can't even lead a club. And no, we still top ten. Miss your nine minutes. Mm-mm. Yeah, we still top ten with one of these songs. I'm definitely they're gonna play something. <laughs> Shit. I'm not going until they do that. Shit, that was my goal, KP. That's fine. I mean, listen, hey, I no judgment here. Like, I get it, one thousand percent. I like doing things good enough for people to play them on their own, so that I can mm. not have to trip on the fact that they playing them. Like, oh, it's real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, that's know, goal. you know the feeling, bro. Absolutely. You know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, so switching gears and as we start to kind of wind this one down, for me, one thing that I appreciate about you, KP specifically, and something that I really respect is really your temperament. You know what I'm saying? Like me being, I think my cousin used the word erratic, you know what I'm saying, and all over yeah, the place sometimes. That's a T.I. word. <laughs> My question to you is from like a mental health standpoint, you know what I'm saying, a sanity standpoint, how do you keep it together, brother? How, man? What's the regimen? Is it a routine? What is it that? And you and you could be like, host, you know what? You don't know shit about my life. I don't always have no, a point. No, when I see you, bro, like, no, and even your advice. I feel like there's never a point like no matter how bad some shit is happening in my world mm-hmm. i know people who shit is worse mm-hmm. so i i just uh you know i just eat that one like it's almost like mm. all right let me figure out what i gotta do to get past it mm. but, but yeah the perspective of it and the and the perspective of relativity i guess mm-hmm. it's like really mm-hmm. like i'm i'm in a really cool place in my world and my friend group and mm-hmm. like my family i'm like the the probably the most famous person in my family, but the only non-famous person in my friends, <laughs> which is weird because great because none of them are famous. It's That's just like balanced. it just means that I'm yeah. more famous than my aunt, right? You know what I'm saying? But right. because I hang with famous people, right? Like not hang, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I associate, I work mm-hmm. with, and it's like yeah, it, it's it's the the reality that I'm like yeah, I'm cool, I appreciate it, but. This nigga got 45 Grammys. Like, my homeboy got, like, 30 Grammys. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so my one is just an accomplishment that says that I've done the work to be here. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with that, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not tripping because I know that there are people who can do something better. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I have, well, not the only thing, but I feel like the, the, the temperament comes from just being real with myself and understanding that it's not that big a deal. Right, right. Like, because I've been up enough to Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, or to see, I've been up enough to do some dumb shit while up, mm-hmm. but realize it wasn't that far down mm. from that. Mm. So it's like it's always a tread water kind of thing for me, no matter how much success is happening. Mm. Like I keep it in that feeling, so that way I don't have to. I just don't ever want to fall off, so I just don't right. want. I don't even trip because mm-hmm. I'm like <laughs> I feel like the, that's when the, when it happens. Like mm-hmm. I never want to be hot. Right, right. Mm. Like I think that's that's what it is. I, I feel like Swiss, Swiss gave me that bar. He said two things. One, of course, he talked about traveling, but he was like, look, it ain't even about, you know, being number one. For me, I'm cool with being in the top ten for 20 years. Yeah. You like, know, I, like, I like the idea of consistency. I think, um, I think that part is is – what makes it not get old to me because I, I feel like you can like burning out is because you got hot mm. like so i just mm-hmm. don't need to be that i don't want to be cold right <laughs> right like i like tropical I like, nice <laughs> little <laughs> like, like, nice little simmer you yeah, know what 72 I'm saying? 73 <laughs> like 
I can do that a shit good, comfortable. I love and that. And isn't it, isn't it a doper accomplishment, really, to be able to do it for a long period of time? Than I don't know yet. Like, I don't know if it's doper. I just know that it it suits me. Hmm. Like, you know, because, like, I'll get in a situation where somebody, someone will be like, oh, KB, I know you. You did da 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 And then mm-hmm. I'll walk 10 steps and someone not know shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> that's right. real life. You just start feeling good. <laughs> yeah, and then like, boom, like nice little humble. You were, you were that nigga for a total of eight minutes. <laughs> a, a real, no, like, 20-foot walk. But I got to give you this, KP. All the times where I couldn't get in the club and my hits was playing in the background, <laughs> literally playing on the back of the bouncer head. And I'm like, sir, <laughs> sir, I'm. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, they playing me right? Who are you, sir? And it's just like... Oh, but you know what? I know exactly what happened. I saw somebody say, you don't know who I... You must not know who I am at an early age. Oh. Mm. That'll fix it, won't it? Yeah, it was like, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They have no clue what you're talking about. Like, and you it, must and not whatever. know who I am. No. At all. Not at all. Nah, it does, it's not applicable to that person's life. Like, it doesn't come up. Like, you never come up. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't, I ain't never want to be that <laughs> that person to expect you to just right. know me out of all the billions of people of the on the earth. <laughs> So it's just like, you know, I just, I find it, I, I find I'm great. I'm grateful and I'm appreciative that mm. I get to occupy the space that I get mm. and mm. consistently under my terms. Mm. And Tony, how you keep it together all these years, Cuzzo, because you still are a, a soundboard for me. You know what I'm saying? And my whirlwind of madness. What are your, what are your tips for uh, peace, serenity? in life Mm, I think two things Um, be good at what you're good at you don't Mm, have to be great at everything right just be good at what you're good at Mm. and then you can feel really confident in I I can't do that Mm -hmm. I can't do this but I know Mm -hmm. I can do this Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the second thing is surround yourself with people who want to see you win like and really give people permission to hold you accountable I think uh, throughout the space of my life, the people that I've surrounded myself with have always pushed me, have mm. always um, been able to pull my coattails and be like, yo, mm. you're not that dope, friend, because you mm. said you want to do X, Y, Z. You still ain't done that, so why don't you just have a little sit down? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I try to be that for you. Mm-hmm. I try to be the person who will always tell you the truth. Even when you don't want to hear it sometimes. Just, I just, just want to put this in your ear, friend. Yeah. Let me just say. <laughs> and the thing is, what, which, which, and, I'll, and you tell me if I'm tripping, but when there are people who are as gifted as you, and, and, and I feel like a lot of us like are highly sensitive in, in a way. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. if you plant some shit, if you throw it out there, it gets seen or caught. It's just like at the time that you want to recognize it, you'll be like, oh, that was for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Like mm-hmm. that, like, but you have to have people around you who Absolutely. you trust to to. Man, to my sister, to. one time she walked up to me and gave me a book that said "The Wisdom of Listening." It might even be, might even brought that out somewhere. But my sister, she gave me that book, and the title alone yeah. 
was like the nicest, most humble way of her saying, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> up. You know? yeah. Just shut sometimes. Just sometimes. Up. Shut the fuck up. And I was just like, hey, this is a bestseller. Damn. <laughs> and like, I felt so crazy in the moment, just like, Ooh. but that's all it takes sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. the wisdom of listening. Man. So, on that note, I want to thank you guys for sharing. Um, thank you for flying across the country, cuz of. Well, I didn't tell one diaper changer story though. We we done. You want to talk about diaper changer <laughs> yeah, story? Yes, so, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna Still, I, I, I give you I give you time for one wild story. I got uh, no. Okay, I got a good one. I got a good one. Shit. The time that so when when Coach was little, he used to love to pretend to be Michael Jackson. Our aunt Shit. and his mother are seamstresses. Shit. So he would always go cut strings and threads and lay them on his forehead right here. Nigga, for little curls? For the curls. Because Mike had precise <laughs> curls. Yeah. I, know, I know the three curls. Yeah, for the curls. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows. So on this particular day, mm. he's giving concerts in the living room on a regular. Right. <laughs> but on this particular day, he decided, no, what I need to do I need to go outside because the space is bigger. I could project fully mm-hmm. without nobody cussing me out for making all this noise in the house. He goes outside to give his concert. Comes back in 60 seconds later, like, wait, I need a cape. He grabs. Uh, you a James Brown and Michael Jackson? He grabs a bath towel <laughs> to go outside to continue this concert. So uh, around this time, me and my, all my other cousins are like, what is this fool doing? So we go to look out the window to watch this fool perform in the backyard. I mean, he is giving it. He is giving a show. Like, if you didn't have tickets, I hate it for you. You missed, you missed the time. It's close okay. to midnight. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> then he decides, you know what I'm going to do? This, this is how I'm going to kill it. Close the show. I'm going to jump rope with this towel. In the backyard. How long was this towel? Listen, oh, sorry, it's a ahead. bath towel. Yeah, okay. He okay. crazy. Okay. This Negro starts jumping rope <laughs> with the towel, falls smack, yeah. dab, dead on his forehead, yeah. on the concrete. Sound about right. Goose egg starts <laughs> to pop up. It so was now we all look at <laughs> the window like, shit, we gonna get our ass whooped at this fool. We tried all sorts of remedies before Auntie and Bobo got home. We still had a goose egg. We all got beat because of Michael Jackson over here. Shit. Man, that is awesome because the funniest part is when you said towel, I'm thinking, how tall was this nigga then? And how long was this towel? Because he had to be good. He could have did this, executed it properly without falling. He had to be five or six. Old enough to know better. (laughs) Old enough to know better. Okay, so oh, this is L.A., and I always hate when people do this, but at the same time, this is a fact, <laughs> right? So, so in the irony, it's like, so when I was, like, fourth, fifth grade, okay. this is, like, prime Michael Jackson time for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to charge people to come on my balcony in my apartments to come watch me do Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, my mama, like, came home. 1,000%. I also used to charge people to play my ColecoVision. But <laughs> um, because Bruh. I just knew that there was something to this shit. Like, Man, you was. Hey, so I feel 10 times better because I'm sitting there like, I, I, 
the string shit, man, I'm ashamed, fam, oh, because. Okay. So, I'm, okay, to match, I see your strings. <laughs> and, and I raised raise you. you. Uh, my mama's gold uh, headband that I put in a members only jacket, snap no. that bitch down, like the Colonel shit that nigga used to wear. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Michael do that to you, though. So. Hey. Mike, man, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Moonwalker, all them shits, man. Oh you God. can tell me. So much so we're at a point where like I didn't I didn't listen to Prince until I was 30. Like you were banging on Prince because of Mike. Because like what? Chicago White Sox and the and the Cubs. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I associated Prince with my Auntie Marche, and I just felt like that was grown. Like uh, my Auntie Marche was like she was that's grown. What? You know what I'm saying? But then when I saw, I saw the first time I saw Purple Rain is the same day I made Anaconda. So by then the Prince, whenever I would tap into and yes. go on a Prince case study, oh my God, man! I'm so, so Anaconda came out in what year? Oh, when that was the first that? time I seen Purple. I had listened to Prince before. Okay, but I'm just asking. that was the first 2014. That was the first time I seen the movie, and it was crazy because I was. So that's actually one of the, that was kind of like the highlight of your low point. 100%. Absolutely. Wow. I literally had one of my homies that was just like, I'm going to just come pull up on you. And he bring that up like, man, remember that time when you like really was doing the Prince case study? Because it's like I wasn't sleeping. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, how was Prince like and just studying the change, chord changes? Oh, no, he's a beat. He's a brilliant. Everything. Because I was executive producer. Like, there's a song. Always in my Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. In my forever in my life, mm. there's a song he has where he takes the backgrounds and they come a bar before the actual part of the lead, mm. where them shits just drop and you like you find yourself singing backgrounds early and it's like this, <laughs> wow, <laughs> right? Like what were you on? Like who were you impressing that day? Because like, that's what I think. I'm like somebody you were trying to flex on somebody that day. Like you know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> right. Ah. Watch this. Hey, I'm only listening to this. I'm just trying something. <laughs> and I think that's the thing about it. I never understood. Mm. I, I went, I wasn't sleeping, I was listening, I'm, and I never got it. It was just like, Prince, you're unfigureoutable. Nigga, yeah. you are, you know what I'm saying? And then, man, it's crazy. That Purple Rain Day. I, I remember clearing out the house, rolling up a bunch of weed, and being like, what? And it made me think about Quincy Jones' autobiography. Yes. That's because favorite. it's like music saved you. Mm-hmm. Like, Straight up. You, you, you screaming in the pillow mm-hmm. was you playing the guitar. And so... There's even no, there's no, if we, if you don't even have that, that trauma, if you're not living what that man's life was. You can't do that. You like, can't do Listen, man, think about what struggle makes you, like, struggle, the understanding of real struggle mm. will inspire you to do amazing shit. Absolutely. Now, I don't mean that to say that we all should be struggling to make no. great shit. Right. I'm no. just saying that it's not a, it's not a mystery that some of the more talented people in the world mm-hmm. have a different kind of trauma. Which I think is that whole X Men kind of thing mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. something happened, like you walked into it, you got bit by a radioactive spider, like some <laughs> fucked up shit happened, right? That, right. That gave you another sense that you weren't necessarily thinking about. 
Like, I, that's that. It's crazy because as I'm hearing you say that, I just, I feel like you talking about black people just in general, right? Yeah. The trauma, the struggle that yeah, like we, we have endured. The, we look, think about this. It's like, when you think about like movies like um, Any Given Sunday, where it's like, mm. he can look at the field and people disappear, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. he knows he needs to get to the goal. So it's mm-hmm. like anything in the way ain't there no more. Cause, mm-hmm. Because in order for me to get my mom out the hood, to get this happen, to I, I gotta get there. Yep. So none of this shit matters. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's never in vain. And it's not the struggle vain. is never in vain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always gonna be something in it for you, mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, for you, for exactly. You. Yeah. I, to me, that's the most like uplifting. Looking mm-hmm. back on these low times and thinking about change, how much I grew, yeah. how much I needed that, and even in my scripture reading, it's a, it's a Psalms. I want to say it's Psalms one nineteen, where uh, it, it says, "Thank you, thank you for your affliction, mm. that I might learn your statutes." Like, thank you for this moment. Yeah. So I can really sit back and get closer to you. You know what I mean? I, not to be on my heavy spiritual bag, but those were those were the moments. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, where I just really, really grew. You know, yeah, so. like I, I think, like and and since speaking in the mental health trauma and all that stuff, right? So as a kid, I used to go to all. I used to randomly stay at all my cousins' house all the time. Like just my mom was young, we mm-hmm. just be over somebody's house. We just mm-hmm. be there, right? <laughs> and but what it did was it had me in every part of Atlanta mm. like I was talking about whether it was Decatur whether yep. it was College Park whether it was downtown like I was I've been in every as a child mm-hmm. I knew Atlanta mm-hmm. that was kind of the thing that also helped me later in life in music and understanding how to deal with people from mm-hmm. different places mm-hmm. like that that thing that irritated me so much then mm-hmm. is the thing that makes me why I'm comfortable where I go it's now Chico yeah it's like it's I'm, Chico. like I, I gotta be comfortable Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Sincerely, um, you oh, know, man, putting out my, my debut project and True Serum. True Serum. Streaming on all platforms. Streaming on all platforms. <laughs> you Pick know, it up. having family in the building, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, it just really means a lot. Thank you so much for your insight. And for those that are tapped in, you know, if you, if, if you feel like there's nobody that you can talk to, I want to share with you the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. I'm going to say that one more time, 800-273-8255. We are navigating a lot during this time, Absolutely. you know, and so for those, again, that do have family members, you know, if, you, if you're against counseling at the moment, talk to somebody. Don't feel like you have to carry all the weight of life on you. You know, change does happen. There, there is a, a such thing as seasons in life, and seasons change. Um, so stay encouraged. Make sure you stream that truth serum. Again, shout out to KP and Tony for being in the building. And shout this out to Shanti Dawes with Silence to Shame. Yeah. You know, speaking on mental health and, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, like, Someone who came up in our industry and mm-hmm. dealt with the things that that we've all dealt with. If you want to, you know, if you're in the creative space and you're looking to get more information, follow Silence to Shame um, at Silence to Shame on IG and all the other information is there. But yeah, I just want to throw that out there. There it is, Shanti Das. Keep putting that work. This has been the Truth Serum Podcast. I am Cosign. I'm signing out. See y'all in a minute. <laughs>